Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dun, 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 dun. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking, wine, all those things love to talk with you about it. 260-6368. 260-6368. In fact, uh, they, this may seem like a strange request, but if you're not too busy, which could be, you know, driving. If you're driving, I, I wouldn't be uh, doing this. Uh, but if you are uh, out there and uh, you've got a couple of spare minutes, would you call me about Absolutely anything specific, if you have something on your mind about a restaurant you've been looking for and haven't been able to find because you remember it being such and so. What uh, If that's uh, uh, something you are interested in, uh, go ahead and, and, and call me about it. Uh, but if you uh, have anything else or maybe you don't have anything at all on your mind, uh, give us a call anyway, and I will run a few things past you, and maybe between the two of us we can come up with something that is interesting enough for other people to listen. Uh, although, you know, we do have a lot of people listening here. We're lucky enough to do that. But the uh, truth is that we we don't have nearly enough people calling our program, and uh, that's just the way of the world, you know. It's uh, So we... Uh, uh, we're always in need of more people to talk to us on the radio, and all you need to do is call us, 260-6368. And while we are waiting for that yeah, caller to yeah. call in, we have a few things to talk about today. Oh, well, let's You didn't do know it. that, huh? Well, I kind of figured as much, but, in, in uh, the food but realm, away. In the food realm, it is National Sourdough Bread Day. Sourdough Bread Day. This is something that is a big, big deal in San Francisco, where the people actually harvest the yeasts, the yeast that they are going to use to make this uh, bread. Uh, they they take it literally out of the air. Yes. And then it forms together with the with the yeasts, uh, other yeasts that have been there for a while, and then also uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, flour and the other things that go into that. And this is the beginning of what they call sourdough uh, bread, which is which is wonderful, especially if you're in San Francisco. Well, anywhere actually, but uh, to get the starter yeah, well, for true. that yeah. is uh, is sometimes a lot of trouble. That's that's only one of the things that we'll celebrate today. Meanwhile, we have a caller coming in, and I'll find out who that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, in uh, in San Francisco, no kidding. They'll take uh, some. Uh, yeast right out of the envelope you can go to the grocery store and get it put a little bit of water in there warm water preferably mix it together and then put it on the uh, windowsill 
And after a certain amount of time, assuming everything goes well, and it doesn't always, what happens is that uh, the yeast starts forming uh, alcohol, of all things, from uh, the carbohydrates it has at its disposal. And uh, there you have the beginning once the once these uh, these uh, little animals can, can come out of the out of the air and form a yeasty kind of uh, beginning of of um, of uh, the uh, the sourdough bread that that you are uh, are interested in making. Who is there? DJ. DJ. As well, well, what do you know? Welcome to the food show. It's actually EJ, but that's okay. EJ, okay. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Did you go to actually EJ? I had a friend, a bunch of friends who did. I, I do go by no. EJ, yes. Yeah. So wow. uh, I've been going to uh, uh, a, a place that's been around for a little while in Covington called the Siler Bar. It's next to Columbia Street Tap Room, and the food there is really, really excellent. I had one of the best meals I had about six months ago. Um, it was a, I don't know, striped bass on a mock chew or whatever. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And last Thursday, I had a ribeye there, and it was really, really good. So I just wanted to pass that along, you know. You know, that is a restaurant that doesn't come up very much, and I live on the North Shore, and I'm always looking for places also on in the Covington area uh, and not uh, thinking of that one very often. It is. Uh, I agree with everything you say about it. All the food I've ever had there has been terrific. Tell me the name well, of it again. I'm drawing a blank well, on it. Well, it's, it's, it's actually the Columbia Street Tap Room. It's the same building. Yeah. yeah. And on the left, right. if you're looking at it, on the left side, there's the Columbia Street Tap Room, which is like yeah. beer and, you know, drinks and whatnot. And they do serve food. Yeah. But at night, they open up next door what's called, they call it the Siler Bar. And it's like yeah. a kind of, up, it's kind of an upscale uh it's it's the same people that own it, but it's just it's not mm-hmm. open during the day. It's only open at night. It's it's an interesting concept, but it's really really good. Yeah, I seem to recall that they were doing live music sometime too, in there. Well, that's the uh, that's next door in the uh, Columbia Street Tap Room. Oh they don't yeah, have I guess it would be. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, it, it's a great looking place. They have uh, very interesting floors. Uh, yeah, like tile. I want to say it's tile or something like or, that. Or uh, ter- terrazzo is what terrazzo, came to my mind, but uh, who knows? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, anyway. yeah that that's uh, that's very astute. You're uh, ob- observing that because really, it it all. I can't remember the last time it came up in a conversation over here. And uh, being as I live where I do, I, it's the kind of place I would expect to go to more often than I do. I just uh, it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, and you're no, gonna, doubt. You, no doubt. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go there just on your say so. Go to the Siler Bar, but yeah. all, as always, uh, if you love Italian, Vincent Sanchez St. Charles is the place to be. So, oh, it's so good if you can get a table. Not the easiest place to uh, find a, a a free table, but boy, he's a. I would agree with that. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Vincent. He is one of the one of my favorite people in the business. He and I have known one another for a long time, like back to 1975, if I remember right. And uh, he, I tell you what, he he doesn't come across as a chef, uh, 
but he really delivers. I mean, when you when you go over there, you will be very well fed, and oftentimes you'll get dishes that everybody knows already. But he he has a spin on it, then winds up making it better than you or I could have. I'm a big well, fan. Well, I think he started out as a waiter, if I'm not he mistaken. He did. I go back even farther than that. He started out as a bartender. And he okay. discovered right. that the that the waiters made more money than the bar takers do, uh, and so uh, he started working as a waiter. And that's when I came in. I, he, the restaurant he was working in was this high end French restaurant in Metairie, uh, called the uh, what was the name of it? It's uh, Romanoffs, Romanoffs. And I was writing an article or trying to write a, an article about. Uh, about how waiters get along, so I asked them if they would let me be a waiter for a month, and they did, and it gave me a new view on what the, the waiting business is all about. But it, it really uh, surprised me at how good Vincent uh, was as a, as a waiter himself. He was, just, he was, at the same time, really funny, always saying funny things. So. Well, thank you, Tom. I enjoy I'm your show. You. Thank you. Thank you very much for stopping in. See you. That's Vincent Capolanoto, and if you're interested in tracking him down to see what it is he does, he most of the time is at his location in Metairie. It's on Chastant Street. That's one block over from uh, Transcontinental. If you were on West Esplanade and pointing towards Kenner, but you don't go past Kenner, you don't you or you don't even head that in that direction really, not for long. And the restaurant is right there. You'll you'll see it easily enough. They have a parking issue, but not too bad. Uh, their food is terrific. But they also have a location on St. Charles Avenue, about a block and a half, two blocks off of uh, St. of uh, uh, yeah St. Charles Avenue, at St. Charles at uh, at uh, Carrollton. And uh, same menu, more or less, uh, just fantastic uh, continuously every time I go it's as good as uh, it was the time before and that's saying something consistency is a tough thing for restaurants isn't it anybody have any uh, exploits on along those lines two six oh six three six eight our edible dictionary of the day uh, tells you about rutabaga creeks oh no no this is our our gourmet gazetteer speaking uh, rutabaga creek uh, in uh, Oregon is a dry creek most of the time. It runs into Rhea Creek from the south after cutting its way through the Cascade Mountains and creating some rare vegetation in that parched, rocky landscape. No sign of habitation along the creek, but a dirt road leads up into the mountains. All of this in the northeast corner of the state of Oregon. Uh, 2606368. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. One thing Boring. we can celebrate today is the uh, what? It's what National One Cent Day. Didn't we do that already? No, that what? is no? today. We pennies. have not done that today. Pennies, right? No. Original penny was uh, designed by Benjamin Franklin, and struck in the year seventeen eighty seven. And it was a little bit no. bigger. It was bigger than the penny we have today. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. I remember those those big pennies that that. Uh, I, I, they weren't coming out at the time I saw them, but I, my, I had an uncle who collected coins a little bit. It was called he, a Fujio cent. Fujio cent? That's what it was called, mm-hmm. right. Uh-huh. 
It uh, mm. also had a few other names too, but uh, like the uh, some some of the well in seventeen ninety two it was the first year that the uh, United States had its own mint. Uh, everything yeah. else before that was private mints here and there, but yeah. uh, they came out with a penny, and uh, it was uh, it was called the flowing hair chain scent. Hmm. And uh, one side it had a chain with 13 links with 13 colonies. The other side it had um, uh, Miss Columbia, and she had flowing hair. Therefore, the flowing hair chain set. Yeah. And and not much clothes most of the time. Well, whatever, you know. Yeah. It was... we could have called it the racist. I started scent, feeling uh-huh. sorry about her. Now, yeah. in 1850, they reduced the size of the scent. Yeah. And uh, in 1856, they did the flying eagle scent with a wreath on the other side of it. And uh, it, it, it was, wasn't until, I think, two, uh, 1909. Yeah, that was the year. Yeah, 1909. I can tell you that. Yeah. I can tell you that. I was waiting for you to say 1909 so mm-hmm. I could come in and say Go. it too. Uh, but the. The reason I always remember that is that my father was born in 1909, uh-huh. and so uh, there it was. And it was uh, it was one of two years uh, with the um, with a different back than it than came out of it later. It was uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln was uh, that's right. But and uh, all this uh, numismatith. What about, wait a minute, numismatith. Numismatist. I can never get this quite right. That's a, that's a coin collector, a yes. numismatist. Numismatist. It's something like actually. that. Mm-hmm. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here with you talking about food. I am looking for anybody to talk to about food right now. And you, you don't even need to know uh, have a topic ready. or just, just call me, and we'll shoot the breeze. Where'd you eat over the weekend or something like that? Let's see. There were a couple other things in here today. That struck me as, oh, here's a good one. I bet a lot of people remember this guy. Rusty Staub. Remember him? Rusty Staub was born in New Orleans today in 1944. Uh, But he first came to prominence when he was a pitcher, I think he was. Uh, Anyway, uh, Jesuit High School. He he, he played on uh, on the Jesuit High School team. And then he became uh, the the um, a pitcher for I th- I want to say he's a pitcher, but I don't uh, something about that tells me that's not right. Uh, the Astros he he played for the Astros and then the the Exposed uh, <laughs> no Exposed is what I meant to say, and, and then he moved to New York City and he was adopted by the Mets fans for a while. He was very popular. Uh, he was popular enough that he opened a, a restaurant called Rusty's. And Rusty's was a restaurant that served Cajun food to New Yorkers. And they did it for about 20 years. He passed away last year, March 29th, 2018. Uh, anyway, Rusty's. Uh, he was on our show a couple of times, believe it or not. And... Uh, Whenever I found myself in New York City, that's where his restaurant was. Oh, did I say he had a restaurant? He had a restaurant. And uh, whenever I I was there, I would always stick my head in, wondering if he would recognize me or even know who I was, which was a long shot at best. But he did. And uh, everybody loved him, especially the people uh, who... Uh, he worked for more or less in uh, in Canada. He uh, was a, a player there. So anyway, uh, 
Rusty Staub. Today was his, uh, let's see, he was born today in 1944. But we miss him now. He truly was a great guy. Anybody who remembers him uh, from his Jesuit days or wherever, you, you, you would say that. I've heard never anything but that. We will come back with more of the food show in just a moment after first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back. You are listening to the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and I'm looking for uh, somebody to talk to. Uh, our del- uh, telephone number is 2601. Whoops, wait, let's try that again. 2606368. A familiar voice. Boy, could I use that. Welcome to the food show. Who is it? Hey, Tom, it's John Volpe. Oh, what do you know? Welcome to our broadcast. Well, thank you. I heard you talking about Rusty Staub, and I remember yeah. him being a first baseman, but he was also a right fielder as well as a designated hitter. And he was a hell of a hitter, too. No, that, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's what, he was, that's what he was famous for, wasn't he? No, I know, I know, yeah. Well, he also said he was a designated hitter, you know, which is oh. a uh, position that I think baseball came along with uh, probably in the last 20 years, maybe longer than that, but, you know. Right fielder and uh, first baseman is the, the positions he uh, played on the field. You know, uh, uh, the reason I bring him up on on this program, like we don't do enough sports already over here, sure, uh, is that uh, he was a restaurateur. He had a restaurant in New York City. It was not a, mm-hmm. a cheap little backyard place mm-hmm. either. It was seriously uh, good and big. And he had an enormous collection of wines from all wow. over the place, especially French wines. So here it is, uh, uh, Rusty Staub. I bet you never thought of him as a, a wine connoisseur, but he was one. He really was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he was on the show a couple of times, and there were a couple other times when I, I met him. Uh, I, I can't remember any of the details, but he was a, he was just a really nice guy. You had to like him. Well, I, that says that says volumes about him. It says what? I think that says volumes about his character. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That always helps. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Well, I wanted, well, I wanted to get wanted to tell you one food uh, bit of information. Oh, tell me. Oh, and that is, and I know, I know you don't prefer going to uh, casinos to eat, but I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to one that I think is consistently good with their Dungeness crabs, and I've been there probably a couple of times in the last month, and I mean they were so easy, they were cooked great, they were easy to pick, and that was the silver slipper. Oh well, uh, that's uh, over in Mississippi, isn't it? Yeah, 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 Claremont Harbor. I mean, they were just unbelievably cooked perfectly. And uh, for buffets, I think in casinos, I think that's that's probably got the best buffet I've ever been to in a casino. And I've been to, to, to ones uh, not only in the Gulf South, but even in California. And I, I I told one of the security people there one time, I said, you know, I have a consistently good buffet. And the guy said, "What? Well, because Mr. John, who's the general manager, likes to eat." And I said, "Well, oh, I can't well, uh, right there." Well, you know, I he I don't know if he was joking or not, but uh, if you no. sh- show me a restaurant owner who uh, isn't interested in food, and I'll show yeah. you a bad restaurant. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you you have to have the you have to have the the fervor in your soul, or absolutely. else it's going to be or else it's going to be nothing. It's kind of like no, this absolutely. program, you know. We if it weren't for the fact that it drives me crazy. No, wait a minute. That's, <laughs> oh, wait, I'll have to rethink this a little bit better because that didn't even make any sense. And I can think of someone right now saying, well, like, what's new about that? Okay. But that's All the right. charm of your show, Tom. Who? I said that's the charm of the show. Oh, and Sometimes things it? don't make sense. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I have a, a really interesting article in my newsletter today about a uh, uh, something really, really new. This is a, a, a nationwide train that will get you from just about any place in America to any other place in America, but it does so on special lines, uh, special rails, and also every place you go in this train is loaded with great food. They have wine. They have fantastic service. Uh, private dining rooms, private uh, bedrooms, so they, it better be, and uh, and a whole lot of other great things. And, and uh, I, I wrote the article about it today, and it's in the, the nomenu.com. Uh, all you have to do is go over there and uh, and take a look at it. You'll be astonished by, by what's what may be on the way. I think everybody ought to do that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I've heard worse ideas. Well, 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 I'm getting off the phone so I can go read it. Yeah, go read it and uh, see if you can figure it out. And remember, don't let it shock you, but the price for this particular uh, train is $1 million. So uh, it's not not for everybody. I think that's pretty clear. But maybe it might be for you. Maybe you are the one who's going to spend... A million dollars in one swell foop, or one fell swoop. Wait, we'll get this. That's right. There right. you go. See you later. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, 260-6368, 260-6368. Love to talk with you about uh, whatever it is that's been cooking uh, over your weekend or wherever it was you went. Boy, it's been funny heaven, this kind of cold weather when we thought we were rid of it, well, it's still there. Uh, but I think it's going to kind of fade away, but then it's going to start raining. Oh, brother, it's always something. Two six zero six three six eight. Where is everybody? It's Monday. I know that. But uh, somebody call me in. Uh, let, let's get something going here. Two six zero six three six eight. I um, am, uh, I don't know how to express my feeling about this, but I am a little concerned about the New Orleans wine and food experience, which begins day after tomorrow. I'll bet you didn't see that coming. It has been uh, over the last, oh, 10 years or so uh, on, it has uh, come out uh, uh, on Memorial Day. And apparently they've decided to to get out of that, and it's mostly concentrated in the downtown area around the, the warehouse district and the uh, convention center, too. And uh, a lot of the same events that we are accustomed to, like the uh, Royal Street Stroll, will be this this Thursday. Uh, they have the Vintner Dinners. They have 20-something restaurants doing those around town. That's uh, f- uh, Wednesday. 
and then the grand tastings. You know, all the all the main items on the wine and food experience are there, but yet something about it, I, don't, I can't even put my finger on it, but there's something about it that troubles me, and I don't know what. You're not going to get ripped off or anything like that. But it's just, uh, you know, this is an event that's been going on uh, for about 20-something years now, and I've been with it for most of the time in one way or another as a volunteer or whatever. Well, anyway, uh, we can get rid of that and move on to, who did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't. Ricky is here on the blue phone. Ricky, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, come on in. Have a seat, and, uh, and what's up? Well, I just wanted to tell you that I read your newsletter today, and yeah. I I went and bought myself and my wife a ticket, and we're going on the train. Hey, I, I bet yeah. you never thought of yourself as a millionaire, huh? No, and to be honest with you, um, that's what we have. But we're at about a million dollars, and we're going to spend it all on that train ride because <laughs> we think it's well worth it. Yeah, I mean, you and, know, you got to get there somehow, some kind of way. Right. And, when and we now, come you back, know, with, with these uh, 737s, you know, that you're hearing about. Right. No, but when we come back, we'll be broke. But we're not worried about that. We're going to enjoy ourselves for one month on that train, and we're going to, we're going to make the best of it. Well, I, I hope but, you uh, do. And, and uh, well, it, it will I'll, be I'll, certainly be, worth talking about. Yeah, well, maybe I'll be checking in with you on, on, the, on the ride, you know. Uh, you never can tell. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have Wi-Fi, they have internet service, and also, I mean, we can have all everything we need. So we'll be oh, checking sure. in with you on the trip. So yeah, please um, do. But I, but I also have a restaurant report for you. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Okay, it's a place on uh, out on West End. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's I'm having trouble remembering the name of it. It'll come to me in a second, but it's a uh, it's it's a seafood place. Yeah, and, that's logical. Yeah, well, okay, that makes sense. But but it's a place where they have round tables. Round and in the tables. Center, yeah, round. Mm-hmm. All all the tables are round. Yeah. And in the center of the table is a draft beer spigot that comes up, and hmm. so every well, table just... you can you can have your own. You know, you you just fill up your glasses with draft beer if if you if you if you into that. Uh huh. Um, which is well, amenity that they have, but the the part that really impressed me was was that there's a guy going around the restaurant with a skewer of fried soft shell crabs, okay? Mm. And he comes by every table and he just asks you how many you want. You want one, two, three, whatever you want, and he <laughs> he puts them on the plate, and it's wow. never ended, okay? And yeah, and these, these guys they're all over the place, and they they come in with these soft shell crabs. I mean, and they're all freshly fried. And, oh. And soft shell crabs are hard to come by now, so it's they, like uh, they have been this year so far. You're right. Yeah, but no, this place has them now. They, they have them, and, and, and like I said, it's and uh, the price, it's a little pricey. Okay, yeah. it's it's 150 dollars a person. Hmm. But how many times are you going to have somebody coming around with skewers of soft shell crabs, all you can eat, and just just giving them to you? Almost never. I mean, to put it mildly, right, yeah. right, and. and, and um, so and so after after we ate all of that, then we went upstairs, and Mick Jagger is playing upstairs. He's he's part owner of this place. Oh really? His, yeah, yeah. And Mick hmm. Jagger and his band is playing upstairs. That that's all included in one hundred and fifty dollars to get in. Uh, 
Now, I wonder how they're going to handle, you know, you've probably heard that Mick Jagger is, is out of the game at the, at the Jazz and Heritage Festival because his doctor said so. So I hope he gets through that and to, just to keep the uh, the uh, uh, fried soft-shell crab, et cetera, et cetera, uh, going. That's uh, that's very impressive. I'm good, good job of uh, finding out all about that. That's something we all want to get to. And the name of it is, I want to say, was it clear water or blue water? Beats me. Because you, you had mentioned this a few years ago. and that's, I did? That's, that's, yeah, it was. You got that why, from that's me? Why, yeah. Gosh, on, 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 the, on today, on the, uh, on the 1st of April, I, never, I remember it. And it huh. was, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was a place where you'll, you, once you go there, you'll never forget it, you know? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for reminding me of that one. I, that had been completely off of my mind. So, uh, but it's great to hear about it again. No, well, it, it, I always yeah. thought it was a great, it was a great story and a great restaurant, and I just, yeah. you know, I'll never forget it either. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and uh, to keep it alive, the memory of it, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be back with more of the food show after first. Please, this. Hello there, welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's uh, it's always a pleasure for me to be here every day talking about really my favorite subject, eating, cooking, restaurants, all of that. Can I help you with any of that? If not, you got something on your mind? Uh, call us up and tell us what it is. Uh, I'm always looking for new food, new dishes to try, new ingredients that have shown up. Uh, and if you've found a restaurant you really like or one that you didn't like a lot, call me and tell me about it. Don't keep it a secret. That doesn't do anybody any good at all, not ever. So uh, let us know about it. 260-6368 is our telephone number. 260-MENU is another way of looking at it so you can uh, get it. Let's see. What else do we have going on here? Bruce is here. Bruce, welcome to the Food Show. Well, hello from Virginia, Mr. Tom. Ah, welcome uh, to our uh, small town over here. And I remember it very well. About three months ago, we had a nice yeah. little um, conversation. Used to work in New Orleans, worked there for about four months, working for the University of New Orleans on it. Lived yeah. over in Fat City. And um, you told me the history of Fat City and how it evolved. My return trip only became a one-day trip thanks to some airline delays. But I want you to know uh, I had a terrific dinner as ever at the first place I met you, at Drago's. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, that's where that... um, I, you were doing a show there one night. And um, I knew absolutely nothing about the town. It was like right around the corner from uh, my the place, the, the apartment that I had there. I stopped in and... You influenced my, and I told you this three months ago to make you embarrassed on the air, and I'll do it again. You influ, you influence my food um, strategy for the rest of my life there. Well, I'm glad of that, and uh, here's something you can take from it, and I'm always trying to put this point across, and that is wherever you eat in the entire world, eat the food of the region. Find out what that is and eat that. It'll always be the best. And if you come to New Orleans and you're eating at Drago's, that's exactly what you have done. You have eaten the food of the region. And there it is. Nobody's surprised that that turned out to be a good dinner, for, uh, good meal for you. But I'm happy to hear you know, it. 
Uh, my, oh, definitely my pleasure on that one. There was a couple of other ones we were thinking of when we got down there and looked again. Of course, it's long gone by now. But you even told me about Cajun Kins with the best crawfish tail po' boy around. <laughs> you know, I only vaguely remember that place. That it was, was a, in a was horrible unique. location with an ugly blue tin face storefront on it. But you said that's where your next destination will be, and by uh, God, you were right you, you on know that. What, you know what's funny is that uh, I used to date her. <laughs> no, no, not really. It just sounded good. <laughs> well, I was going to bring up one other thing for you oh, yeah, in the um, history of New Orleans, and that's yeah, the me. place that kept me alive until my first New Orleans paycheck came through, um, mm-hmm. working for the university, and that was Bud's Boilers. Oh, yeah. Bud's Broiler is such a great concept that I wonder if they really got into it with a lot of verve, what they could put out. Because uh, name me another place that, that grills hamburgers over charcoal. It is nobody else as far as I know. And what the, a uh, difference that makes. For- Oh yeah, the the company that we had that I worked for doing contract work for the University of New Orleans and Tulane, there just happened to be a Bud's Boilers about a block up from Tulane, and that was my next choice that I um, ate there until like I said that first yeah. paycheck came in, and um, I, I I was hooked on that one for the um, for the, at least that first week, and I still shot, I still went there at least once a week afterwards for it. It's still there. As I'm sure you know, it's uh, on, uh, let's see, Calhoun Street, I think, is the... Is there the you go. Yeah, there you but go. I did want to tell you that um, your recommendations, uh, you are a great um, absentee tour guide mm. for how Fat City has changed, and it's almost like I didn't even recognize the place. Yeah, it, it, I, you know, it's funny. I saw the whole history of uh, Fat City. Uh, I was working in the vicinity when they tore down what left was there of the old buildings that had been in that neighborhood and uh, built new ones, including a lot of restaurants. And uh, that happened really quickly. And then it got bad really quickly. And <laughs> and then right. uh, now it's really kind of a totally different sort of a, uh, area. I'll tell you how old yeah. I am to make you laugh. I, oh. When I was in Fat City back then, I yeah. remember the seven ninety nine steak at Crazy Johnny's. Oh, hey, that would have been when it when the prices went up because it when he originally when she originally opened the place up it was forty four ninety five. Wow, really? Imagine that a fillet. Uh, you didn't get a salad. You had to pay extra for a salad, but they had the potatoes that was kind of like uh, how would, I think they were like if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like a potato salad. And and uh, and then they served it with the fillet, and it was uh, just a, a huge, a, an unbelievable bargain. Which is why the line to get in it was, you know, about a block and a half up the street. My last question I have for you, and you've got to remember, there was a grocery right. store in that area. It began with a D. That was one of my favorite grocery stores within walking distance of my of there. Mm near that area of Fat City. Um, do you remember that offhand? It may still be there. Yeah, it starts with a B. That's is that D is in David. D is in David. Oh, okay. Well, that screwed it me like up a, there. Was it this Dorinac or something? Sound right? The, I'm sorry. Say again. Uh, Dorinac. Oh, Dorinac. Dorinac wasn't there. 
Uh, Dornex okay. was on veterans very close to the city limits uh, of New Orleans, right before you got to the 17th Street Canal. They take up a whole block over there. But there was a, uh, a supermarket in that area that you're talking about, and it was called the Bromart, B-R-E-A-U-X. There you go, Bromart. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good good local store, too. Well, I always, uh, like I said, I didn't want to embarrass you on the radio because no one can see you blush oh, there. But um, it was, it, it was it, a pleasure for yeah. you to teach me everything back in, I believe it was 1993, I do believe, sir. Well, we were on the air, let's see, for five years by then uh, with this thing. But uh, you good, I'm my, glad to... You, uh, yeah, you were, my, you were my ride home down Lake Shore Drive because oh, I always well. learned that was the way to... Um, Beat the traffic from you know, from the uh, UNO Arena to my apartment over in Fat City. I, I learned that. <laughs> yeah, that would be the quick way. And well, then I stopped in at the um, again. My my terminology is not so good. There was a row of uh, great seafood restaurants. Carmines was that one? Carmines was one. They were uh, on uh, they they were on the uh, not on the uh, the uh, uh, they weren't on the Lakeshore. Uh, it was once I got past the canal yeah. and I moved and where yeah. the traffic was higher, but I yeah. wanted to think it was Carmine's with some of the best uh, lasagna yeah. they had there. It was it was indeed that, and then they moved in in Metairie almost out to uh, uh, um, oh what's the uh, Clearview Clearview. They're almost well they they shut down. It's being run by Bobby A Bear now. That's who owns that oh. building, ah. and he's got a restaurant there. But that used to be, uh, that used to be your, your what's his name? Darn it, I can't remember his his name. Anyway, he did a great job there. They had, they were famous for their stuffed artichokes. There uh, were uh, fried or re- really roasted artichokes that were jammed with uh, uh, with crab meat and and seafood, and it was really something. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure going down memory lane. We'll catch you again in a couple of months, sir. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you very much. By the way, the uh, the yeah. the fare for Memory Lane is going up uh, a quarter, so uh, you know, <laughs> be, yeah, be ready for that. All right, thank we you. We can handle that. Have a great day, sir. Bye. It's the Food Show. Now I'm going to ask uh, for somebody's uh, advice about something. I want to remember. I'm going to see if I can recall the name of the restaurant. Uh, uh, that was where Bobby Bear's place is now. Uh, it was an Italian restaurant. Originally, it had been in Bucktown. That's where it first started. Here's what I remember about that. I went there once, and they were doing griots and grits, but they were actually grilling the griots. Uh, griots means something that is grilled. Most griots dishes that you will ever run into in your entire life are not grilled at all in any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I had an example of it yesterday. There's a, a restaurant on the North Shore that I, I have not liked very much. Uh, my wife and daughter are crazy about it, but it's called The Chimes. It's a spinoff, I think, of a restaurant in um, Baton Rouge. It's very sports-oriented. Uh, and uh, they love going there. They go there. Uh, I think if they could go there uh, six days a week, they would. But yesterday we went over there, and they had a, a, a Sunday brunch menu, which has been the best food over there. 
and they had a, a griots and grits on it. Griots, in case you've never had it before, it's very simple. It's grilled meat, or that's how it started out. The way this these people did it, it was not grilled at all. Uh, the, the grits, you know, we don't we know what grits are. They put cheese in it, make it a little richer than most. Uh, the cheese grits were also kind of spicy. They had some jalapenos in them, I learned. And I dug into that. I took one bite, and I said, this is this may be the best version of griots and grits I've ever had. I ate another one, uh, more bites, more bites, more bites, wound up being really great. If you um, want to challenge me on that, I, I'd like to see somebody else uh, take a look at that or take a taste even more so and tell me if it's if I'm just being crazy or is this really the best griots and grits in town it's at the uh, uh, the, the name of the restaurant over there right in in uh, in Covington uh, the chimes is is where it is it's it's only on their uh, their uh, brunch menu on Sundays. That's the only time they have it. And it is unlike anything I've ever tasted before. And as griots go, it is the best. And I don't like that place very much. And so this is, we can count this as truly amazing. All right. Now, I'm sorry. Who is there? Emilio, welcome to the food show. I'm so happy to hear you. Happy New Year, Tom. How you doing, buddy? I'm just rolling around and hitting things. You know uh, the name of that place where Bobby Abair is yeah. now used to be Carmines. Carmines, thank you very much. That's what the name of it was in, in Bucktown too. Carmines. And, yeah, I knew that because my son worked there as a bartender uh, shortly, <laughs> not yeah. too long. And anyway, the, the guy uh, who that, owned it. Wait, wait. Before you before you escape, the the guy who owned it. What was his name? I, I I knew him pretty well, but uh, for some reason I'm drawing a blank on his name. My son would know, but yeah. I I forgot. Uh, I was uh, glad well. I could remember Carmine. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, buddy, I wanted to tell you that uh, my cabbage is come, came out good. Oh, good. I'm, I just I just fried seafood today. I'd be glad when I can eat meat again. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's... Buddy, I just wanted to say hello and uh, been listening to you, and I, I just wanted to tell you that name, and I'll call oh, you. Oh, well, great! I thank you very much for that. I, I just could not dredge out the name. Uh, Gregory joins us over here on the blue phone. Happy hello, dear Uncle Tom. How are you? I bet you. I bet you know the answer to that. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I, I did. I did. But he got in first. <laughs> okay, but the guy over oh, Carmines. But what was? I used to uh, enjoy it. I used to enjoy it a lot. Well, yeah, in Bucktown, they, too. They had a, a style of Italian cooking that was really different. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. I called it Zippy. It was, it, Zippy? He, he put a little Creole into his Italian, if you ask me. Yeah, and that's it was about very, right. That's yeah. quite good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how was your week, and young man? My week. Let's see. I was uh, weekend. finding out. Your weekend. Did you, did, you, did you make it to the hogs? No. No, I, it was. Uh, there were too many other things going on. Sure, sure. Anyway, uh, it was and, like, and they oh, were sold out it. anyway, is what I heard. Yeah, I, I heard that they yeah. sold it out. They did sell out, and thank God yeah. I, I caught like the last three hours of it, and it was just delightful. There's nothing Good like a whole hog on a pit, you know. I'm just. I'm, 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 wanna, I'm sorry. 
I'm going to, between now and tomorrow, I'm going to find out how much money they brought in because every year. Yeah, you will. I remember, yeah, sure. every, I remember when I first talked to those guys, when they were just starting to do it, they said, we did it last year, and, and then the year after that, it doubled. And the year yeah, after that, I, we doubled on the double. Well, and then the year after that, <laughs> and, and it just kept growing by a factor of 50% every year. And well, they, all the uh, delightful time, and a lot of those guys you know out there. You got Corey McPhail, you got uh, Justin Kennedy and his team. I mean, they're just incredible people, and they're so nice. And everything they do it for free. They everything goes to that brain cancer charity, and I think it's delightful. Yeah, yeah, for kids, brain cancer yeah. surgery and everything else. It's for for yeah. kids, and uh, you got millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. They've millions done. of dollars, but they have really done a job knocking that down. That's what Good I'm saying. for them. You know what's so fun about it? Because these are people like you and I know. So it's like you're visiting somebody's backyard, and you go to another booth, and you're like in somebody else's backyard. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've had that happen like, too. I tell you what, we couldn't beat the weather right. except for yesterday. You know, yesterday evening, whatever. But um, I mean. Can you believe this weather today up in the Cool Water Ranch must be beautiful? Yeah, it was very cold this morning. It was, it was, it was, it was quite chilly, but I kind of like that because yeah. God knows we have the dog days of summer coming, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and then after that and, we uh, have the horse days of winter and, he, and the banana days the horse of, days of uh, winter, and then we have those <laughs> rabbit days of March. Anyway, um, are you going to the Royal Street Stroll? You know they moved it up quite early this year. It's they Thursday. did indeed. Uh, we earlier in the program we had the lady who was running things over there these days. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Amy, Amy Brown. Amy Brown, yeah. and uh, and she told me a few I things that. The show, by the way. <laughs> that well, you know, you can listen to it in starting in about I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna five minutes. The whole I thing. Know that. I know that. But, uh, but oh, she isn't, isn't she wonderful? And a new venue this year, the Sugar Mill. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little leery about the whole thing. Uh, but what do I know? Really? I'm not involved. Uh, but you know, I it know, just seems there's something about it that just says I'm going to look into this a little bit more than I maybe ordinarily well, would do. Uh, well, but, my sources uh, say it's going to be better than ever. Some of the best wineries in the world are going to okay. show up, and the well, food's going to uh, be top notch. Uh, well, I, I hope so. I hope everything is as you say. Uh, yeah, well, the... we kind of miss your live broadcast at, 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 out at the stroll. I guess you're not going to go to the Omni and broadcast anything like on Thursday. I don't know. Mm, no, they uh, they haven't what asked the me for the say? last what did, few what did, years. <laughs> yeah, what did Mary Ann say? I'll be going. Oh, I, whatever it is, I, I probably did it I wrong. Know. <laughs> I know that. Well, anyway, it's a delightful day. And I always love your show. I'm sorry I missed the first hour, but I will oh, well. the repeat. We're still Take here. Take care, man. old friend. Thank, thank you, friend. Very much. See you later. Right. It's the food show. Are we out of town already? Imagine that. Well, uh, this is the food show, and uh, we have, in one sense, come to the end of it in that uh, momentarily I will stop talking and go do other things. But... We're going to play the two hours that we did starting about two hours ago. So in case you missed it the first time around, you get it again. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition. And the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. Because it's the food show, unique in America, on 105.3 FM HD 2. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Have a good dinner. Good night. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.